This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome to an emergency episode, Patriots Dynasty Podcast. This is our... uh, not our usual programming. We usually do things 20 years in the in the past, but today we thought we'd do a special one, kind of like we did with the, the Tom Brady news. This is as big, boys? Bigger? What do you think? Uh, is it, are those the only options? Yeah. <laughs> Less big? <laughs> I think, well, it's certainly more exciting for us as a fan. Well, I, yeah, I think if you were to take our tone from the intro of the last emergency episode and this one, they, they'd be markedly different. I'm going to say they're both like somewhat expected, though. I don't think either of them are expected. Well, they Brady. were like completely out of left field. Brady to the Bucks today. wasn't out of left field? Well, Brady going somewhere else wasn't out of field. Were, okay, all right. But, it was yeah. to me. And like where else was Cam Newton really going to sign? Yeah. Tennessee. They just paid Tannehill all that money. Yeah, they still need a backup. I mean, as a starter, that was the problem with all this, right? Is somewhere where he can start. Right. But I got to say, I'm very, very excited for him to come to New England. What's your, what was your immediate reaction? I was stoked. How descriptive. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Well done. <laughs> Moving on. Next question. All right. Good podcast, guys. <laughs> Um, honestly, my first was, is this even going to matter if we don't have a season? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm a little pessimistic about whether this is actually going to be. Yeah. And well, to this point, it was so nice to have something on the internet that was like enjoyable to like go through Reddit about, you know, enjoyable Patriots news. Yeah. It's the any news, anything. I haven't had anything that hasn't like angered me on the internet and like, Two months. And finally, well, we just got to fuck around, say some fun jokes, and like, you know? I don't know. You didn't like all the uh, the releases of the uniforms? Everybody shitting on the Los Angeles ones? Yeah, that's kind of fun. But this was... Yeah. Whenever there's like huge breaking news in the NFL, that's when social media is the best. Because yeah, everyone's like, it's like, it's not like people, people aren't being mean. They're just kind of like fucking around. And then you can like go and read other fan bases, like reactions. And they're like <laughs> in the dumps. It's just, it's, that's what I like about sports is we're not taking it too serious, but we're all having a good time and everyone's talking about it. Yeah, that's true. Brings everybody together in, in different ways. Everybody's still, yeah, like you said, everybody's talking about the same thing and everybody's on the same page. I actually screenshotted some stuff from Reddit that I thought was funny. Oh, I'm excited. Want, to me, want me to read you some? All right. Always. Yeah. Um, user Hayward, you blow me, who's a Jets fan, <laughs> commented, <laughs> Shock. going going to grab the bleach, to which another Jets fan responded, you don't keep it within arm's reach. <laughs> uh, let's see. A Bills fan, Gaiobidge. Just said fuck. That's it. And then someone else <laughs> said astute observation. <laughs> I think that's pronounced garbage. 
this Fresh Prince nine eight seven Steelers fan says, as an Auburn and Steelers as an Auburn and Steelers fan, I'm gonna go jump off a roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure how Auburn fits into that, but okay. Yeah, this one guy said, I think he's a Patriots fan, says, I have no idea what to do with my hands right now. And someone responded, you know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a good one. (laughs) Bill's division favorites, March 2020, June 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that, but with um, Jared Stidham, the savior. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like erection talk out there, like people being torqued or having boners, so. I mean, that's just some good yeah, old fun on the internet. You know, this is, this I saw is what one the internet was made for. Where they were predicting he'd be the Lions starting quarterback in 2021. Oh, I think I saw that too. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> About Calvin Johnson coming out of retirement and then they trade Newton for Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one that it was um, a basketball video of everybody like just putting their heads down dejectedly and it was uh, the AFC East upon the hearing the news this morning. You got to feel for them, you know? Yeah. As a Jets, Bills or Dolphins fan, you're like, this is a year it's wide open. Any of us can win it. And I haven't checked the <laughs> Vegas, the Vegas odds, but I would, I would venture to guess that we're probably favorites. I heard it on the radio. We're now tied for favorites to win the division with the Bills. Okay. That makes sense, I think. As of this afternoon, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the the picture of him, uh, his newest outfit? Where he's wearing the tri-corner hat and like a oh, yeah. blazer. <laughs> I saw the yeah, one. Of, like, like one of the militiamen. Belichick wearing like a scarf with like dreads <laughs> popping out of it. <laughs> like stupid glasses. I've, I, I was impressed with how quickly people photoshopped Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform. Yeah, it, that's dude, a good point. It, that dude, always the, blows me away. The memes are immediate. It's it's yeah. insane. But even these photoshops, they look completely realistic. Yeah. And as somebody who dabbles in Photoshop badly, I I understand how much work that is. Badly, don't sell yourself short, Andy. <laughs> You're the best uh, Photoshop person I know personally. Yeah. Didn't you like Photoshop Greg and Danny into that thing of Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, it was definitely okay. Greg. I don't know if Danny was in there. Shout out Danny. And uh, it was uh, Debbie Does Dallas uh, DVD cover or VHS, I don't know, with Greggy Does Dallas. Or the, or the time that you your Christmas gift to me was you burned 10 CDs and then... Oh, yeah. Who's, I can't, can't remember whose face it was, but you put them on every album cover. It was my roommate Joey Bear. That was that was legendary. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so, all right, uh, rank the AFC East quarterbacks now. Uh, number one, Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Cam Newton. <laughs> number three, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> number four, Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> number five, Mohamed Sanu. Next question. Uh, really, everyone's just assuming Cam's going to step in and start. What if Hoyer beats him out? Hoyer? Hoyer. <laughs> well, there is there was a valid point. I I, I listened to Cal, Colin Coward talk about today, and I actually don't mind him, but he was saying what? like with 
learning the playbooks like a big piece of this, right? Especially if you have like a shortened off season and people can't get into facilities to expect sure. him to just show up on like day one and be like running a complicated offense. That's a tall order. And, and Studham's already have already had a season with the playbook. You know, he's got the coach's respect. So I think there is some truth to that. Yeah. I, uh, I'll also point out that you did call him Studham. I appreciate that. Thank oh you. yeah. Why? What do you yeah. call him? <laughs> no, that's what I call him. That's why I want to point exclusively. Out yeah. In case they miss that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think there's a, a point to that, but I also think with Brady leaving, Josh McDaniels is kind of has an opportunity to revamp the, the playbook anyway. So for whoever the new quarterback is, he can kind of cater the new places into their, their strengths. So with a Cam Newton coming in, they could foreseeably put, you know, plays in that he's comfortable with or work with him to build a probably more simplified playbook at the beginning and build it up from there. You want to hear my, my theory on this? Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know if anyone, I haven't seen anyone mention it, but the, the Baltimore comparison to the way they mm. run their offense this past year, you have an athletic quarterback, like a good offensive line, multiple options at running back. They just drafted two tight ends, which is a big part of Baltimore's offense. They just brought in that fullback too. Yep. Who's like mm-hmm. a weapon, both running and catching. Yeah. And then I they mean, also look like they're trying to build their defense to prevent that exact thing as well. Yeah. And the turnaround of that system, if you remember, was like really quick where they had Flacco in there. And then oh, once right. they benched him, it was like they switched super fast to that new offense. Yeah. So I'm I mean, thinking it's weird. like not terribly complicated. It's just hard to defend. Uh, yeah, you might be right. Hmm. At least for this first season, and then build off it from there. I, I don't know if they're going to go all the way to Baltimore. You know, like I know, I think they could start incorporating some of the elements, but I think most of it will stay somewhat the same. Wasn't Cam that, Newton supposed to be, in theory, a better thrower of the ball downfield than any of these other like quote unquote run first quarterbacks? That's what I've been seeing. Right. People like comparing, comparing him to like Michael Vick. And all this, but everybody keeps giving the nod to Cam Newton, the thrower. But he's not an accuracy guy. He's always been like, he's like a career, like sub 60%. Uh, yeah, he can still completion. fit it in there when he needs to, though. And he right, but I think he's like, a, like he's like a big, yeah, he's a big play guy. You know, he's yeah, got a yeah, cannon yeah. and he can like fit it in tight spots. So yeah, I could, I could foreseeably see them like basing their offense off of what the Ravens did but also opening up the, the playbook to more passing plays off of that. And not that's being why as it's, dependent on the run. Yeah. But that's why this is so exciting is because I think, I mean, you've always seen the Patriots kind of like base their system around their roster, but yeah. there's limitations to that because Brady has always been that one mainstay, right? So you, you can only change it so much because you're not going to change away from the strengths of Brady. But now it's like right. – a completely open-ended question to see how far they're willing to like adapt this offense. Yeah. I mean, it's they've always done whatever the best interest of the players, right. Or putting him in a position to succeed. Even like Stodham's more mobile than people give him credit for. So you could see it. I mean, they're probably going to incorporate more quarterback running regardless this year. 
I mean, I think yeah. he's more mobile than Brady. I wouldn't put him as a run first quarterback or even like a, a running quarterback in general. He's like a like a Sam Bradford, you know. <laughs> like he, he can he can run, but you're not you're not going to be game planning to prevent it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He had he had 14 rushing touchdowns one year his rookie season. Yeah, that's but, more than most running backs. But weren't most Choo-choo. of those off like an RPO thing that he struggled in? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he like I said, he's more mobile than Brady, but he's not somebody that you game plan for like a Patrick Mahomes, you know. I think you're sleeping I, on it a little bit. Or Andy. Cam yeah. Newton. I, I think he has more design run. I don't know. He's we'll averaging like 100 plus rushes a season. Over, so he peaked at 139. No, in at Carolina. Yeah. Oh, who are you talking about? Newton. Oh, I was talking, talking about Stud- Studham. Oh, Studham. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's a bum, dude. No, Cam Newton's a running back. Fucking... <laughs> that's that's the hot take world I know and love, Greg. <laughs> yeah, Studham's he's, he's done already. Greg's yeah. put the done chain on him. Imagine if you bought a Studham jersey. I guarantee oh. people out there have done. Yeah, tons of yeah. There was a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook and social media in general just been all about how the fact that Belichick didn't draft a quarterback means that this is. Stidham's team, and obviously they've seen something, and yada yada yada, which I think may still be true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you also don't pass up somebody who was the MVP of the league and took his team to 15 and one, and has always given you as a defense problems whenever you've matched them, mm-hmm. uh, and get him for the league minimum. That's think, that's the most insane part about this whole thing is the oh, contract. Yeah. yeah. So explain it to me, Greg. What what was the contract? Well, I mean, from what I read, it's like a million dollar base contract plus incentives to go up to seven and a half, right? Yeah. Right. And they just gave like what did Phil Rivers get? Like twenty two for a one year contract, something like that. Was it really? Dude, what Teddy Bridgewater 25? got a yeah. Bridgewater got a twenty million dollar plus contract. Like to get the max deal being a third of what they're paying Teddy Bridgewater is like absolute insanity to me. Insanity. That's for the reason the Patriots did it though. Yeah. And right? Bridgewater hasn't done anything. <laughs> like how did, it doesn't make any sense. But if like they had cut a bunch of people to free up salary cap room and then gone off to cam, that says more about their, their thoughts of Stidham than, Oh, we waited it out and finally got cam for the league minimum. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, there's right. no there's no downside because the only downside you could see is like, is it going to affect how like Stutterham feels about it? Sure. But every single team in the league would have taken that contract. Yeah. That's how no-brainer it was. So, right? which, which makes you wonder, how the hell did no one sign him? I don't know because the reports I mean, that I was seeing were saying that the Patriots are the only one that had any real interest in him. Yeah. That seems crazy. I mean, I'm looking at the 2020 quarterback salary list. Because I know, like, he could have been probably paid a little bit more, like a backup at the Steelers or some other of those teams like that. You would think. Even the Ravens, I think, are looking for a backup. Like, I don't know who the Ravens' backup is, but. RG3. RG3. Yeah. There you go. But would Cam Newton be an upgrade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? Is that a real question? Right. Yeah. 
What's wrong with RG3? So, here, let, let me give you When's some the names. the last time RG3 played? <laughs> let me give you some names that are with it, within the $1 million range, like less than $2 million for 2020 for quarterbacks. Um, just over a million. Alex Tanney for the Giants. Never heard of him. Nope. Yeah, no idea that uh, is. 1.05 million. Brian Hoyer. Uh, 1.069 million. Mason Rudolph. The Steelers. CJ Bethard for the 49ers. Cooper Rush for the Giants. Joe Flacco for the Jets. 1.275 million. Really? Drew Locke. 1.6 million. Chad Honey. Backup for the Chiefs, 1.6. Ryan Griffin for the Bucks. So backup Tom Brady. He'll never see the field. 1.6 million. Jeff Driscoll is the last. Ah, drippy, drippy Driscoll. Drip, drip. He's good. Three quarter million. And everybody else is over 2 million. The last time RG3 started more than half the games in a season was his sophomore season. In 2013, it doesn't mean he's not good. But who? You, but you said is he as good? Is, is that be an upgrade going to Cam Newton? <laughs> I have a I have a soft spot for RG3. Yeah, me too. Like, he was the future of the yeah. league back when he. Came I kind of love him. Yeah, and the Redskins just ran him to death. Yeah. His legs fell apart and then kept running him. He just never recovered. RG3 on this list, two and a half million this year. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Uh, two point five eight three million this year. <laughs> makes eighty three thousand dollars more than RG three. Jameis Winston two point eight six. But it's a perfect like this one year deal. Pro- I mean, essentially yep. what Newton's trying to do is parlay this into a bigger contract, right? right. Yeah, he's trying to do one year, prove it on a good team with a good coaching staff, and then next year he'll still only be like thirty one, thirty two, sign like a huge deal again. Right. Which like has worked for him in the past. Like he went when he went he was at Florida originally behind Tebow. Mm-hmm. And then he either got booted from the university or left it. I'm not really sure. But then he went to junior college and then Auburn and won a Heisman and a national championship and just like torched the entire college football landscape. Boy. So he's got it in him, you know, that kind of like fuck you attitude. Right, yeah, which is plays well with the with the, what the Patriots do, right? Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> Pitch pan two point without this contract for um Cam Newton. The Patriots are paying a combined, let's see, uh two point two, two point eight million dollars for all their quarterbacks. So even if Cam Newton earns his seven and a half million, you're looking at what? What's the math on that? Ten, eleven million, give or take. That cap number for you all. Do you know what the incentives the... are? No, I haven't heard. I don't that think yet. they've come out yet. No. But every Patriot quarterback combined will be making, even if Cam Newton hits a seven and a half million, will be making less than Teddy Bridgewater himself. <laughs> and Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, basically anybody above him. They'll be making about they'll be making about as much as Mitch Trubisky, which is all well and good, except the Patriots have no cap space. So it's not like Well, I guess that brings up the question, is this is this a be this this whole thing getting 
Cam Newton on a, you know, a possibly washed up Cam Newton on a killer deal. Is this because Belichick has mismanaged the salary cap or is it just another example of him working his magic and having spent all his money elsewhere on? Well, they have like 86 million next year in free space. So I think it was just a case of. They actually have about as much money um, available as you and I do. And you just bought a house. So I think they're actually in the negatives right now. Do some. No, I think thought. it's just an opportunity strike, you know? Yeah. So you don't see this as Belichick kind of having gotten himself oh, stuck in a corner? No, this Greg's on the call. So this is genius by Bill Belichick. Pure, <laughs> unadulterated, genius moves. Shrewd <laughs> negotiation set up over years of Tom Brady to finally land himself as former MVP quarterback at a million-dollar contract. Nicely done. I'll uh, Adelius Thomas. Counterpoint. <laughs> well, I mean, what's the alternative, right? You, you, you just roll with a rookie quarterback. I mean, I guess you could say they, yeah. I don't think money is the reason they didn't sign Brady, right? Because a lot of that dead money is him anyways, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's like the alternatives are overspend for the Teddy Bridgewater of the world or spend this on Newton. I don't care what the salary cap is. Give me Newton. You know, like that's a no brainer to me. Even if it was just football, never mind like what you're paying him. I'll take Newton over Bridgewater. I mean, yeah. So to me, this is great. This is great money management. Wow. So it's genius by Belichick? I think it is. Yeah. As far as like, (laughs) what, how can you say it's like anything but, you know, like it's, you got the possibility that it turns into like a Super Bowl contender with the downside of nothing. Really, Cost right? You lose a million dollars. Yeah. And then you're, you're out of it. The you find out what's season, Stidham So does. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's so the other me, option is, is that Stidham could be legit and beat out um, Cam Newton for the starting job and then be your starter for however many years, you know, because he's the young guy, mm-hmm. still on his rookie contract. And you can, especially if next year Stidham's the, the answer, he's still on his sub-million-dollar contract, and you have, like Steve said, 80-something million dollars in cap space, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, so then I have a question for you. Do you think Belichick is good at these, like, not damaged goods necessarily, but, like, formally, like, really highly valued players bringing them in at at a bargain? Would you say he's good at it or bad at it? He's good at I'd it. say he's he's better than the average. He, I mean, he's had hits and misses, but I'd say he's hit on more of them. I think a great uh, example flies on the radar is Kyle Van Noy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude is like a second round pick by the Lions, so it's like might as well be a first rounder almost. <laughs> and he was just terrible. <laughs> they just could not utilize him, so we trade like a seventh rounder for him, and then he turned into the awesome. I mean, yeah. And well, on then, our podcast that we've been talking about, the Mike Vrabel is exactly the same. Couldn't yeah, counter him. counterpoint, Barkevius Mingo, right? Oh, I'm not saying they're getting 100. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's ultimately what it is, right? Is there's no downside to these moves where he brings right. these right. guys in. So everyone talks about like, oh, he brings in these old veterans that are. Because you don't really remember the misses because they don't matter. It's not like they sink the team or your salary, but there's tons of them. 
You know, you look through some of the names that have played on this team and you're like, holy shit, I forgot about that. Like Reggie Wayne, Joey Galloway, Tim Tebow, Joe Cinco, you know, like all these. Antonio Taylor. Haynesworth. Remember Haynesworth? Yeah, that that was the name I was going to bring up. We've missed on a ton of them, but it just doesn't matter because you hit on Corey Dillon, Randy Moss, Rodney Harrison, LeGarrette Blunt. Like, you know, like twice. all you need to do really is hit on a few of them and it's, it's a successful strategy. So, well, I think where the I struggle can come is like the media circus that surrounds it. Yeah. You know, Cam doesn't come without, you know, we've already made some jokes about his style of dress and outfits and all that. And there's a, there's a fair bit of criticism, which you talked about before about Cam and Tebow was a great example. Like that guy was just a traveling media circus. Mm. Ocho Cinco, Albert Hainsworth, they were the same way. So, Antonio Brown. There's a risk in that for other teams, but less so for the Patriots, it seems. Yeah, and I think part of that too is they're perfectly willing to just like cut ties with that. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. Albert Hainsworth, they were like, "This isn't working out. See you later." Yeah, or he <laughs> and or, and he's past here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Antonio yeah. Brown, you know, they just, yep, they're not going to hang on too late to it. You know, they just like here's a controversy, dude, yep. and because they've they've usually signed them for these incentive laden contract it doesn't it like there there's never been one of those where they've cut the guy and it's really come back to bite them in terms of contract the only, like the closest one i can think of is antonio brown and i felt yeah, yeah. that one to me so felt Adelius thomas was they probably yeah that's true but i mean at he least played he, on the pats for a couple of years though wasn't yeah, like right which but may it made me think they would have cut him sooner if he wasn't making. Yeah, that's that's possible. He was all right though. He he made some. Yeah. He just, but that was the whole. Yeah, I mean, he retired after. I think he got injured. And I think that was that whole like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where Belichick felt like he lost the team. Right? Wasn't that wasn't that oh nine with the yeah the fourth and two game and the Randy Moss showing up late, like everybody showing up late to the uh, to to meetings because it snowed out or some bullshit. I think that was around then. Yeah. And so right I, I, I don't think it was as much one. as it was uh, Adelis Thomas as it was just kind of like a whole clubhouse thing. But I think Adelis Thomas probably played into that. You know how we were talking about Roman Pfeiffer being wicked awesome and that we forgot yeah. that? He, he, they brought him in on a veteran's minimum. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's crazy. I thought he was still like fairly highly paid. No. No, to get is. that out of him, what we've seen him do back in the one oh two, like that is insane production for a veterans minimum. Right. But this is this is, and I think part of it is that the the Patriots have a system and so that they know what they need to fit into that system, what kind of player they need. So they can go and look at somebody who might not be getting attention from everybody, all the other teams in the league like somebody like that, um, like a Roman Pfeiffer, and say, you know what we need, or even a Mike Vrabel. It's like, we need this this kind of combo edge guy who's too big to be a, line, a, a linebacker but too small to be a defensive end, and we need him to be able to set the edge sort of thing. And that's all we're going to ask him to do. And as long as he can do that, the system will will fit him in, and, and it will he will be bigger than the sum of its, its parts because he's doing only what we ask of him. He's doing so his think, job. Yeah, and the, exactly. And the Patriots have gotten this 
that part of it down to it feels like a science that I mean you look at drafting you have no idea who they're going to pick because they don't seem to grade players the same way that other teams do yeah and I think like the only real blind spot it feels like the Patriots personnel has for some reason it just doesn't translate to them for whatever reason it's all Tom Brady's fault you know now that we have Cam in here it'll be no problem <laughs> Nikhil Harry is the happiest person in this team right now. I mean, if you look at the receivers he had when they went to the Super Bowl, they're yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was hearing a lot of what negativity. Funches was probably their leading receiver, right? Yeah, we went through it when we talked to Bobby last season. And yeah. There were some Ted Ginn. Names. Yeah. Philly uh, Greg Philly Olson Brown. was their leading receiver. Yep, Philly Brown. And then a couple of guys that even even Bobby hadn't heard of. <laughs> Not great, but yeah. I, I, but I was also that that's part of what I was kind of surprised to hear people being negative on this move because they said that Cam Newton, the last time he saw the field, looked like he had lost a step, but also he had had a better surrounding cast than the Patriots because they had Christian McCaffrey and. A couple of wide receivers who I can't think of right now. Curtis Samuel and uh, yes, a dude from Maryland. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. I like him a lot. DJ Moore. Yeah, that's the one. He's and he was tr- struggling with. He was struggling with those guys. He was hurt though, and then. Yeah, that's what I think. But I was surprised at how much negativity there was around that. From who? Where'd you hear that? You Greg. quote unquote Pats fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People like you and Mike. Well, see, I, no, see, I judge the Patriots' moves on what other fans are saying. <laughs> you know, what I'm if they all like it, you like it. Yeah, you're just, a, you're just a sheep. If they're ready, if they're ready to commit suicide over it, it's a good signing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so you go the they don't, Yeah, because yeah. you know that's a true side. We all we all have our our fan base biases, right? And like. All right, we're no different here as Patriots fans. We're probably more drinking the Kool-Aid than anybody in pro sports, if we're being honest. And Bill, we trust. Yeah, but uh, it's hard to spin this one as a negative because even if you say, oh, he's not the quarterback he once was, it doesn't matter. He's getting paid a million dollars. Right. The, the, there's no downside. Yeah, a little risk. The only thing I could possibly see is it blocking. Yeah. Either that or... Yeah, but it's a one-year deal, too. distraction yeah. because mm-hmm. everybody thinks he's got a, a thin skin. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles the Boston media. Right, because I think that's always a, a concern with anybody that comes here, regardless mm-hmm. of who they are. Yeah. What, it, what if... Just look at all the baseball players that have come over to the Red Sox and struggled. Like uh, Pablo Sandoval, right? <laughs> I mean, um, that was his fault. Dude, when Pablo oh, yeah. Sandoval... When he blew out his belt, swinging in this, <laughs> it was fucking all over, dude. Just trade him that. Yep, I really should have. It was so funny. I'm interested. What happens if uh, Stidham wins a job out of camp and then struggles the first couple of weeks? I was wondering that That's too, yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Because like, Cam is there to start. Or the opposite. I mean, I mean, even if... Yeah. We've never had to, you know... Not since like... That. The, 2002 games that we are just rewatching now. Um, well, you could say because this this feels to me similar to 
was it 2018 when Brady was suspended the first four games? And it was um, Jimmy Garoppolo's first time to start, and then he got hurt, and then it was Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. It kind of has that feel to me, where because, and I think we've uh, talked about this here and there on this podcast already, where you got so used to Brady doing what he does that you came into every game with an expectation of no matter what the two teams are, like no matter who's around Brady or who the opponent was, you always expected Brady to do Brady things and figure out a way to pull it out in the end. But going into those first games of that 2018 season, I hope it's, but uh, it like going into the games felt different because you didn't know what was going to happen. You had no expectations what the game was supposed to, like how it was supposed to go. You know what I mean? And I feel like I haven't felt that, you know, in 20 years. And now it's, I'm having that feeling again where I'm kind of excited to watch these games because I don't have an expectation of how they're supposed to go. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. We, Heavy is the crown, right? When, yeah. When the expectations are so high, it's like, it's kind of, this is going to come off like Patriots fans just being like spoiled <laughs> babies, but it kind of no, I understand that it comes watching off watching like when you're yeah. always the favorite. Yeah. 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 Because you, you come into this game with anything less than perfection is like a negative result almost, you know? Yeah. But has the signing not significantly elevated those expectations again? Now everyone's like, oh, they're going back to the Super Bowl because they got Cam. No, because well, at least not for me because I still it's so completely unknown still. I don't know. Like, I, I have no that's idea why... how that's going to look. I I don't know if Cam is back to his, you know, twenty fifteen, you know, uh, performing performability. What's the word I'm looking for? Back to his performance 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 ability. His, his skill level of 2015 is his health. His, you adeptitudeness. Know. Yeah, his, his adroitness. How about that? Oh. Yeah, fucking it. Uh, can you spell that for me so I can... A-D-R-O. Stat check this, Greg? Are you going to stat check it? Adroitness? This is not a word. Well, adroit. Is... Ooh, cleverness or skill. Yeah, especially with the hands. <laughs> Goddamn right, bitch. Because <laughs> I forget should, words doesn't mean I don't I'm know. I'm about to go on Reddit and comment under that guy and be like, "Yeah, you know what to do with your hands, Mister." <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting this in my lexicon, Andy. It's good, right? Mm. Hey guys, you got to stop using such big words. You're going to alienate our audience. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be gauche. I don't. I don't think you should talk about your mother like that, Steve. She listens <laughs> to this podcast now. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so it just, like, back to what I was saying, it, it has a different feeling, and I kind of, and again, I know this comes off as sounding like a spoiled Patriots fan, but it, it's kind of a refreshing way to go into a football game of not having that expectation of we're going to win this game, and if we don't, it's just, and I like it because it's a change of pace, but talk to me six weeks into the season when we're three and three, and there's a quarterback discussion, and I'll probably have change. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me when that fumbles on the ground and Cam Newton looks at it and his <laughs> brain starts spinning. <laughs> and he goes, nah. No thanks. <laughs> uh, or even just when like the the you know, there's some sort of gaff that he makes in the post game press conference or something like that. You know what I mean? Delivery Ooh, guy. Are you in the car? 
Yeah, it's the UPS guy. Knock on the window. <laughs> oh, he'll Honky see you walk back. What the fuck is that? It's huge. Oh, it's arm. Right. Ooh, new umbrella. Breaking uh, news. <laughs> Emergency <laughs> podcast. Andy purchases new umbrella. That's right. Yeah. He <laughs> still hasn't seen me. Yeah, just literally walked right past the car. Didn't see me once. Oh, well. Yeah, our old umbrella got eaten by mice, those fuckers. Classic. Classic. An umbrella with a hole in it is useless. It's about as useless as, well, I was going to say one of you on the podcast, but whatever. What? It's as useless as a large it's vocabulary on this podcast. How about that? Oh, I was going to say it's Brian Hoyer. <laughs> That's not bad, too. Back to, back to vocabulary. Um, you know the word masochist? Is that inherently sexual or does that just mean like you like pain? Oh, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I think, I think it's just you, you enjoy having pain inflicted on you. I don't think it's necessarily sexual. Where are you going with this, Greg? Well, because I, I, I sent it to someone at work and they didn't know what it meant and they just put it in Google and the first response is a person who derives sexual gratification from their own pain or humiliation and they were like why would you say that to me oh then maybe i don't know i just thought i mean it says underneath it like in general use a person who enjoys an activity that appears to be painful or tedious yeah but the first hit being sexual gratification from your own pain i mean i think that's what's been co-opted as so it started what the fuck are you doing work i don't know yeah, right. Dude, tedious yeah, work. Painful or tedious activity. <laughs> I would just I would just skip by that one, Greg. You know, leave that one in the in the personal folder. In the spank bank, as they say, the masochist spank bank. Sure. Whatever whatever you do, just don't use it at work. Okay. Is spank bank inherently sexual? <laughs> well, football or not what football? what did you <laughs> You said snacking was sexual, remember that? <laughs> It's all shout sexual. Out, you shout, out week, it. shout out week 15, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for our uh, our religious you know, listeners, not just people that show up for the emergency podcast. <laughs> oh, so not actual people who are episode. religious? <laughs> <laughs> no, the people that you know, listen religiously. What a shout out moms. episode might not even be out. That's true. <laughs> the problem with pre-recording things. Your breaking news tends to overcut your your actual podcast episodes. Whoa. Man, the definitions right, so, only get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go Give ahead. Give me a prediction for how you see the Patriots doing this, this season. I say um, say how the quarterback shakes out. No, that's, that's not, not really a prediction, work. Steve. Yeah. yeah. Well, I predict that Stidham wins a job in camp and holds it all year and Cam is a backup. Oh wow! What's the record? Uh, make the playoffs as a wild card. That's a fireball take. <laughs> I think that was his take from before the Cam Newton thing, wasn't it, Steve? Sure. Because my original take was Patriots squeak into the playoffs at like nine and seven, ten and six, with that seven spot. Now that there is a seven spot, yeah, and then you have After a whole defense, revenge tour thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I'm yeah. gonna update that slightly where I think the quarterback play will be better. The Patriots will win the East again. We'll still make the playoffs and the same thing happens. 
They make the playoffs. Get to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's there waiting for them. Belichick puts together yet another Hall of Fame-worthy defensive game plan to stymie Brady, who has set multiple offensive records this, this season. And the Patriots go on to win their seventh Super Bowl. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you got, Greg? Um, the Jarrett's, Jarrett Studham wins the job, but then problematic tweets from his past resurface in <laughs> training camp. He gets canceled. Cam Newton takes over the starting job, but then the season is canceled by COVID, and the Patriots go zero and zero, and the NFL falls apart, and then there's never another game ever played. How's that for a fucking fight? That's take? not bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 2020 fire take right there. Yeah, yeah. No, the problem for real, is though, it's I still think for I think, yeah, right. Uh, Cam Newton, assuming there's a season, Cam Newton wins the job. They start out 6-6. Six and six, They squeak in at 10-6. and six. They lose in the second round. And then the Pats ship them out. I don't know. Does it matter? Uh, the Texans. For oh, posterity's God. sake, I should really... Uh, <laughs> I think they'll struggle in the beginning parts of the season because I think there is some legitimacy to, like, this guy has to learn a whole new playbook and or they need to, like, change their system. So I don't think it's going to be, mm-hmm. like, a come in and just blow the doors off. I think they'll... They're either way, stud them or Newton, they're going to struggle early in the season. Mm-hmm. And I think, do, though. right, well. and I think if they get to that last quarter of the season and start putting it together, they could be trouble. Kind of like the '08 Patriots did. Yeah, how about this? They go into uh, they go into Buffalo and beat the Bills in Buffalo in the wild card. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, that would. I don't be, know, but maybe. Oh, if they backdoor into seven spot. <laughs> And then beat the Bills in Buffalo in the playoffs with Cam the Bills, Newton. who would have in this case won the AFC East for the first time in yes. twenty years. <laughs> yeah, with like you know Cam Newton goes on IR in Week Seventeen and Studham's first game is a playoffs. <laughs> and goes into Buffalo and beats him. Dude, that would be so perfect. Oh no! Here, all right, I'll I'll uh, I'll add on to mine to mirror oh, the oh the the, the two thousand one season. Stidham wins the job. Right, or no, no, no. It would be Cam Newton wins the job, gets injured early in the season, week two or three. Right, out for like they put him on IR, but designated to return, knee knee injury. And then Stidham comes in, does what he needs to do. Patriots get through. Stidham gets hurt against the Bills, and you have your triumphant return of Cam Newton, who comes in and wins the game. And then Stidham continues. Like he's only hurt for the game, comes back in. Mm. Right? It's Cam like Newton a Superman in. to the rescue. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shades of I, I, I love his uh, celebrations too. When that dude in the tennis, he got pissed about him <laughs> yeah. dabbing and they just dabs in his face too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just legendary stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. that is pretty good. Okay. My final thoughts on this. The Pats need to sign Jamal Adams. Yeah. Oh, they tra- trade for him? Yeah. He's yeah. ready to come. Yeah. Who would you trade for him? What's Dude, he was, he was applauding Bill Belichick online for this signing. I know. And you know and what he's that means. Asked for a trade. Oh, yeah. He's got some googly eyes for old Billy boy. So what would you give up to get Jamal Adams here? 
a safety in a position yeah. that you have no need for. Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you Patrick Chung. A team Chung's, that doesn't actually need. <laughs> Patrick Chung's expiring contract. <laughs> I don't even know if expiring contracts are a thing in the NFL, but. It's, he doesn't even have one, did we? just resigned Chung. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. Three years. Yeah, I'll give you all the cocaine that Patrick Chung has in his lake house. <laughs> that would be sick, well, though. Jamal Adams? He is, but he's a safety. Like, How much impact does we he have? We just drafted that no. guy. No. We have good safeties yeah. already. He's a linebacker, Andy. No, he's not. He is. No, he's not. Dude, I read this, I read this fucking stat the other day. Of like the numbers differences when they have when they were lining up Jamal Adams in the box as opposed to at safety, hmm. and like there was like a drastic difference in almost like fifty percent of the plays like went for loss yardage or something crazy like that. Good lord! Yeah, and that's the new thing, right? You have these like linebacker slash safety hybrids, these yeah. big ass dudes that can run. I'm telling you. That's basically what the Patriots just spent an entire draft on, right? That and tight yep. ends. Yep. Either linebackers who are lighter and quicker or safeties who are a bit heftier. Yeah. And can still run. Which I'll I think alert. is to is to uh combat the this kind of run first RPO offenses that you're seeing. The Ravens and the mm-hmm. Chiefs and such. I don't even want him. Play for the Jets. Fuck him. <laughs> All right, I gotta go I gotta go get the groceries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think we'll end See on you guys. that. <laughs> See you next yeah. week. Bye. Bye, guys. Later. Hey, later.